Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong, powerful Shravan Ankaraju. Shravan, are you ready to do this? I am so ready. I've been waiting for it for a bit. I like it. Let's let's go. Shravan is the co-founder of Divergence Academy. They're the bridge between new talent and top employers in cloud, cyber, and AI. He's the author of Hackers and Heroes, How Everyone Can Participate in the Tech Economy. Shravan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. You know, uh, about 14 years ago, I lost my job at uh, Microsoft. I was there for... Uh, uh, like I said, 14 years, and um, in strategy and innovation, I was a techie guy. I did a lot of uh, technology work, and when I lost my job, I had an opportunity to think about what I want to do next in life. And it turns out that I um, uh, want to start a school uh, for adults, uh, Divergence Academy, and uh, it was for people who are in transition, career transition. And uh, I learned a lot over 25-year career span. Uh, and then those that are in transition, not just the ones that are professionals with, with significant amount of income, but also those that are coming out of military and others, said, okay, I want to do something in general. There was this conversation about hunter versus farmer. Hunter is go find leads and sales and stuff like that. And farmer, hey, go build up better business within an existing company. I said, you know, I want to do both. I want to be by myself. I want to do both. Uh, and it turns out that uh, a school was formed. Uh, I have a family of uh, two kids, and a boy and a girl, 23 and a 20-year-old, a wife. We've been married for 29 years, just celebrated 29th year. Nice. And, and uh, you know, this whole journey has been a lot of family. You know, I'm a, co- I'm a founder. My wife is a co-founder. I'm a founder and a co-founder. And um, it's been a, a, a journey. It's been a great journey. 2020, you know, it a, was a pandemic year. And that was a year when we grew, right, eight times. We were in Inc. 5000. We were ranked 556 in Inc., fastest growing uh, company in the United States. And I would say number one in education, uh, whether number one in U.S. or Texas. I think that's up for debate. Uh, but we are number one in education. And uh, he, here we are in 2022. And a lot of things have transpired in the last uh, couple of years, and the opportunity still exists. There's a lot of opportunity for jobs. Yes, inflation may be up, but the world is changing, digital transformation. More people are looking for work as they're coming out of a pandemic. And uh, no better place than IT for those kind of incomes and sustainability for, for hopefully forever. Yeah, it strikes me that IT is probably not going anywhere. Uh, nowhere, nowhere. I don't think so. You know, that's another one is healthcare. You know, that's already right. Healthcare and, and uh, education are the two big ones that we you're going to hear more this year um, and probably going into 2023 as uh, gas prices go up, inflation up, and we're getting here in that R word recession. Um, and when the R word hits, two businesses tend to take off healthcare and education, not for anything else, but people want to be ready when the businesses start hiring again and, and build that extra income, the cushion. Nice. So I appreciate that. So when you start saying IT, AI, are people, 
what 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 kind of reaction do you get? Obviously, if somebody's in that field, then they're probably fine with it. But for people that maybe have never considered that or thought about themselves working in that field, what kind of reaction do you get? Again, like I think you already said, it depends. Um, the folks that are coming in, at least at Divergence Academy, they are, I would say, entry level. Uh, those um, 75% of our business is primarily in cybersecurity. Uh, 25% is in artificial intelligence and data science related stuff. Uh, when a conversation switches to those that are apprehensive, those who think, hey, I'm going to lose a job to a bot, or that's a robot or a bot, I think my, uh, I, I, I tend to take the conversation to a different level, which is the number of jobs that are going to be created uh, because of the transformation. I don't think we have figured out yet. You know, um, these are, this is not the first time you're going to hear anything about uh, transformation because of IT. This has been going on since 60s and 50s. Every time there has been a transformation, whether it's through manufacturing or through uh, internet, there have been conversations about, hey, are the jobs going away? But every time there has been a transformation, we've created so many more jobs. The jobs are different types of jobs. They're not the same jobs you're comfortable doing forever, but they're new types of jobs. And these types of jobs are going to be around for 15, 20 years right? We're talking about building, uh, call it self, self-driving cars. You're talking about Alexas and Ceres and, and Cortanas of the world. You're building bots that kind of communicate. We're talking about healthcare-related conversations where I know I'm, I'm wearing a, a, a blood glucose continuous monitoring system on my left arm. And these are constantly telling you about, you know, how your body is, uh, you know, performing against what you're eating and drinking. So the, all these things have come about in the last five years. Imagine the possibilities of things that are going to come about in, in, um, in the very near future, plus some. These are, we have not even cracked what the new future is going to look like. Now, artificial intelligence is there to help you do your job. It's not going to take over. You still need a human being to help the models being trained. You need robots have to be trained. Softbots have to be trained. Humans are the ones going to train them. Right? We need more humans training these bots to help you become more productive. I don't think we have figured out what that means yet. There's so much more from every industry you can think of. And I'll tell you, George, you know, the $1.2 trillion bill that just got passed last year um, on infrastructure uh, build out, you know, and that money has not started coming down into the states yet. Imagine when they start coming in, do you want to build manufacturing that was existent in the 1960s, 80s, and 2020s? Or do you want to build a manufacturing that is futuristic, that supports US not just for today, but hopefully for next century? If you're thinking about that, industry 4.0, web 3.0, golly, I don't think we have cracked any of that yet. There's so much work to do in the world of infrastructure, manufacturing, robotics. I see possibilities and there's more jobs out there in the new world. So which means people have to get retrained. So I, I guess that's the, that's the logical question is, is how do I start to retrain myself? If I can, is there a way to proactively do that or should I wait to get a new job to do that and then have them train me? Uh, both, both. And there's no reason why 
uh, uh, citizenship initiatives and all these initiatives around AI, if you're specifically talking about AI, there, you know, uh, every city has a bunch of uh, data. And if you never heard, if you never done IT, there is a small problem, right? You need to learn what IT means. So there's a way to start in IT, whether you want to come to Divergence Academy and learn about cybersecurity professional penetration testing, learn about pen testing, learn, learn to get uh, curious about how to uh, become an ethical hacker, um, learn about the concepts of you know what, what moves the data from one system to another system, how do you hack into an in-flight system, learn about things, what happens over the wire, right? And then move into, all right, now that you are seeing and working hands-on, I like the concept of um, a tinkerer, right? Tinker versus tinkerer. We have too many people, too many people thinking for us. Let's tinker a bit, you know, get a Raspberry Pi, look at Arduino device, connect the systems together, tinker a bit. And that gives you an, you know, hands-on understanding of what happens when you tinker. Your troubleshooting helps you get better. The next level up is, all right, now that I know how these systems work, I'm going to automate them. Okay? There's a whole concept of no code, low code. So you don't really have to learn how to write code. You can simply stitch things together and move data from one thing to one place to another. And anybody can do no code, low code. With six weeks of investment, you can do no code, low code. Then lead to next level. All right, I'm doing no code, low code. I want to get the much more sophisticated system. I want to apply AI. There are every city, every local uh, state, state, city, and country has a bunch of data, and you can be a citizen a data scientist. You want to be an in, in, in investigator. You want to look at data from real estate to how city pays its taxes, police data. All this data is available online. And you can create some nice cool maps to tinkering what the traffic patterns look like when somebody gets tickets to how the housing properties and valuation goes up in every city, right? Everybody has to make money through taxes in every city and state. So these are available for every citizen. So you can start doing. The next thing up is, well, the, this concept of bias and we could teach them bias, you know, everybody who's a designer, they put designer bias in. So be careful about, you know, ethics and consciousness about machine learning and predictability. Don't overuse much predictive models if you don't know what data is going into the model. So we teach them all that. And before you know it, you start to think before you do. And now you are a better uh, data scientist, right? These concepts are teachable. Anybody can teach, any, can, anybody can learn. And let me tell you this. The beauty of where we are to, uh, from 2014 is there are more tools, more big companies from Microsoft, Amazon, Google, even other vendors, pouring a lot of resources in to make the whole world of machine learning easier to access. There are more tools that you can actually apply to get a model out and look at the model, whether it's Excel spreadsheets to even uh, everyday uh, databases. All of them have some form of machine learning built in. All you got to know is how to tinker with it, how to use it. I'm, I'm uh, uh, at least personally, I'm a pro, right? I, I, so I want to teach and I want more people to be ready and conscious about what, what, what that is about. And um, there are schools, 
so some like divergence and the others for minimum five dollars that ampudemi and audacities of the world to all the way up to um, eighteen thousand dollars we charge for our tuition fee for divergence academies programs there's a range you got to commit so I, I appreciate everything you just said and I was thinking about just how we're rethinking education. And he talked about how companies like Google and there's probably lots that are offering certifications or different training programs. There's opportunities at organizations like yours, Divergence, to go and learn. And there's free resources and there's resources that cost tens of thousands of dollars, but you have to commit. So what it, from a time, attention and money standpoint, I guess you can find free programs. So then it's you're committing your time and your attention when you sort of matriculate past that and you discover, yes, I have an interest in this. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see myself doing this. Then you sort of keep moving through those stages that you were talking about. Yeah. Yes. I, I think biggest uh, drawback and anything uh, that has, I would say entry is small level of uh, investment and entry, you know, $5 in course does not take a lot of investment, you know, hey, uh, I'll, I'll just go buy. But there's a problem there, right, which is commitment. Are you there now that you bought yourself a $5 course on Udemy? Can you go finish it? Right? Can you spend the next 10 hours, 15 hours, finish it off? I think most people are, are, are as soon as they complete a, a half an hour of Udemy course, there's a significant drop, right? And then move on to another $5 course and another $5 course. And everybody gets frustrated that they have not gone far enough with each of these courses because they really did not commit to finishing the course. And the first 30 minutes is just an intro, right? Hey, you're gonna learn this. And every, every uh, 10 hour course just teaches you, uh, hey, how uh, this course is gonna get shaped over the next path of 10 hours. That's when it, the, the meat of the course and anything like that starts after the first 30 minutes and people abandon it. So my suggestion to everybody is to find a, somebody who's done it before, find a mentor, a coach, right? Somebody can kind of give you, be your accountability coach and say, hey, if you're looking to change your career or a path, uh, you know, you don't have to, buy into everything anybody's going to say, but at least get a, an idea that, hey, if you buy yourself a $5 course, complete it. And then there's also the whole idea of bootcamp, and we, that's what our business is in bootcamp. Bootcamp is, uh, starts, our bootcamps are 10 weeks and the other ones are 12 to 15 weeks. Majority of them kind of end in 15 weeks. What bootcamps do is give you an opportunity to start and finish, you got an accountability coach. They tell you what kind of jobs are out there. They will work with the student, they work with the person through uh, the whole journey. And then at the end of it, you can make a determination. Are, do you, are you interested in it? You know, do you want to pursue a path? There's some, like in our, in our own school, they've gone through our cybersecurity program and said, hey, I don't want to be in a fantastic program. I don't want to be a hacker. I don't see myself as a hacker. I don't. I, I know you guys say it's ethical hacking, but I don't see that that world exists for me. I want to do something else. Well, they made that decision because of the learning. At least they know what not to do, what they don't want to do. But they've learned enough to move forward. 
why do I give you all this? And, and because there's so much out there, you know, we have uh, information abundance and attention scarcity. There's way too much information. And attention is scarce. People move on quickly. So you got to, in a while you have that attention, you got to shape it. And um, so you got to ask yourself and all, all the students, okay, where, where do you want to be? And I'm, I'm the first guy who's going to say, get a job first and let the employee, employer pay for it. Right? Get a job first, whatever the job is. Get started, get a job. And at the end of the year, year one, most big companies have tuition fees, tuition set aside uh, to go to bachelor's program or master's, or master's program. You can do continuous uh, uh, education, professional development. Use those dollars. Don't put it money in a few own pockets. Right? If you are looking, if you're a military, of course, you have benefits, military benefits to go to school. Civilians uh, have, you know, takes small amount of a loan. I wouldn't pro profess to go take big loans and get into debt, no. Get a job, let the employer pay for it. I love it. It makes a ton of sense. It is a, a story of commitment, right? When you pay yes. $5 for something or it's free and then you never complete it. And the numbers behind that, I think are probably staggering. So making sure that you are able to commit to doing it. And even if you get all the way through, come out the other side, you recognize that, oh, you know what, this isn't for me. That's still, that was still a very worthwhile investment because you save yourself so much more time um, moving ahead. So I love it. Well, Shravan, the people are ready for that difference-making tip, even though you've given us a lot. What do you have for them? The the t thinking versus tinkering. I think I would say tinker, tinker, and tinker. And uh, there are tools out there, systems out there. Um, the life is about trying you know, you, you can read as many books as you want. Uh, you can hear as many podcasts as you want. Uh, you can watch as many YouTube videos as you want. But uh, if you don't try, if you don't play, I don't think it matters. So I would say go tinker. Well, I think that that is great stuff. It definitely gets, come on. If you don't try, if you don't play, it doesn't matter. No doubt about it. Well, Shervan. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they learn about Divergence Academy? Where can they pick up a copy of the book, Hackers and Heroes? Uh, the best way to get to a book is uh, hackersandheroes.com. Uh, that's the way it says. And the way we, they can connect to Divergence is hello at divergence.one. Hello at divergence.one. Uh, you can also call us direct. One eight three three, diverge D I V E R G E. So those are three ways to get to me personally or to Divergence Academy. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Shervan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to hackersandheroes.com, pick up a copy of the book, shoot him an email at hello at divergence.one. And find out if this is an opportunity for you to sharpen up your career school skills and determine if IT and AI and the jobs of the future are a good fit for you. Thanks again, Shravan. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>